a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Those who had been baptized devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the Apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as had any need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of the Lord.
He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that, free from sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls.
enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gatekeeper of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you. 
which we read in its entirety on the last Sunday of March. It was one of those really long stories. Remember that story, a really long story? It was the one about Jesus giving sight to the blind man and then being scrutinized by the temple officials for working on the Sabbath. Now the end of John 9 has Jesus telling the man who can now see that he, Jesus, came into the world to restore our sight to the blind. The religious authorities, upon overhearing this, said, Surely we are not blind, are we? And Jesus confirmed for them that, yes, they were blind. And they were sinful for thinking that they weren't. They were people of God, but somehow they had started to see religious law as more important than the love of God. Their spiritual blindness caused them to throw the healed man out of the temple and then condemn his healer. Which is where today's gospel begins. After calling the authorities blind in the temple, Jesus says this to them. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. They needed to stop trying to access God by despising other members of God's creation. They had been treating the law as an idol and condemning anyone who did things they were bandits, hijacking God's law for their own purposes, thieves taking access to the temple away from anyone who was not like them. Jesus, the good shepherd, was a figure of love, not exclusivity. It is worth saying that Jesus' metaphors are often a little ambiguous. For example, it's hard to pin down whether our pastoral lamb claims to be the shepherd or the gate or the gatekeeper in any given moment. This tells me that he left room for us to know him in all and to be transformed by the guidance his presence in many kinds of situations throughout all the seasons of our lives. Now, Usually, it isn't so transformative to apply Jesus' metaphors to the lives of other people. It was much easier just now for me to tell you how the temple officials were thieves and bandits than it is for, you to tell, for me to tell you how I was a thief and a bandit. And yet, that is precisely what Jesus asks me to explore. How can I find the gate if I can't even see how I am throwing myself over the wall and probably stepping on others in order to do so? So, I want to invite each of us into a moment of exploring what our Good Shepherd metaphor is saying to us today. How is Jesus speaking into my life? How is Jesus speaking into your life? First, what is the sheepfold? What is it that you yearn to enter into? Where is that space of safety, community, energy, and love that Jesus invites you? 
Stephen, 
We are very excited as we'll be sharing a special commission title in Treehouse, composed by Beth Dennish, a Boston composer and inspired by the poetry of Kathleen Jamie, one of Scotland's most lauded and beloved contemporary poets. The concert program also offers New England writers Emerson's Always Something Sings, Hawthorne's Address to the Moon, and Longfellow's description of the natural world in Burns of Passage, along with Scottish ballads and folk songs. In addition to next week's concert, we will trace the connection between Walden and Long Lomond even further as we embark on a performance tour to the Lake District of England and to Scotland in June. And Ms. Jamie will be with us in Edinburgh for our concert at the Giles Cathedral. We hope that you will join us next Saturday for the concert. I will have tickets at coffee hour and would love to answer any questions you might have. Thank you so much. Jan Turnquist, and I just wanted to let you know that on Saturday, May 20th, I'll be participating in a fundraising walk to bring awareness to and help to end modern day slavery. If you're interested in helping to support this very worthy cause or learn more, just find me in popular and sponsorships. Thank you. Here's the feeling we'll be all going back to the 
For Lord, who fed friends and strangers on the hillside, accept our gifts of food for the hungry in our towns. Grant that we may never be at ease at our tables until all your people are fed. Let not the needy be forgotten, O Lord, nor the hope of the poor be neglected. The Lord Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. At your command, all things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation. But we turned against you and betrayed your trust and we turned against one another. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law. Open for us the way of freedom and peace. <laughs> and therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope, to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn.
After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you his sacrifice of thanksgiving. Lord God of our ancestors, God of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world without us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name.